0: In our message today, I want us to go to the Old Testament, to the book of Isaiah, chapter sixty-five. Isaiah chapter sixty-five. During the week, you, we we some of us gathered together to um, actually get pizza, and we had some interesting discussion. And I'm going to expand on some of that discussion uh, today um, from this book of Isaiah. Now, let's try to be thinking about some things as we begin to look at this. How many times do you go to somebody and say, hey, good luck? You tell them, hey, good luck on this. I mean, it's an expression that really we want things to go well for them. I'll be honest, I don't completely understand the saying when someone goes to perform uh, on a play or something like that, they'll say, hey, break a leg. It just, people try to explain it to me and I still don't get it. But often you'll go to do a sports event or, or go to interview for a job and somebody says, hey, good luck, good luck. And so these, this concept of luck is kind of pre- prevails into things. But, and you see people that it kind of ties into this mixing of luck and fate and destiny and, and superstitions. I mean, how many, you may or may not be a sports fan, but you probably have seen or heard of people's like they won't, well, this is the pair of socks that I wore when they, when they won the Super Bowl or the World Series or the whatever it is, the, the championship. And so I'm going to have to wear the same socks every time they play a game or else maybe they won't win. And... We have these superstitions. You know, the baseball team, when they're not winning, they'll, they'll go into a rally cap. They'll turn their hats inside out and put them on their head. It's rally time. And we have these different things that we do now. Some of them, you know, they're superstitions, but, you know, you know, they say it's unlucky to walk under, underneath the ladder, right? Well, it probably is because the ladder could fall or somebody's going to drop something on your head. And, and it might not be a good idea to open an umbrella inside because you might hit somebody in the face, right? But don't step on a crack or you break your mother's back. I, I don't know about that one. Or the black cat going across your path. We have black cats at home. I, but we look to luck and we look to fortune. But then when we change our behaviors, well, then we say, well, it can't hurt. It can't hurt, it's not hurting anything. But see, we've left room in there that that actually can impact our lives. And you have people that maybe go to Vegas or they go someplace and they're looking for their luck to change or they're on a, my luck's about to change so they gotta keep playing or they're on a winning streak or, you know, it's a lucky this or a lucky that or. But do we rely? On luck some people appeal to fate or fortune it's your destiny and you're gonna change your destiny you want to make sure that things work out the way they should and I mean people then they start dealing with things like fate and then some people will bring in karma Well, see, that's a whole nother problem. These concepts of good fortune and destiny and blending together, and we we start becoming, that's our point of hope. That's our point of trust. That's our point of, of reliance. And so we look into Isaiah chapter 65, and we read in verses 11 through 16. But you are those who forsake the Lord, who forget my holy mountain, who prepare a table for Gad, and who furnish a drink offering for Meany. Therefore I will number you for the sword, and you shall all bow down to the slaughter. Because when I called, you did not answer. When I spoke, you did not hear, but did evil before my eyes, and chose that in which I do not delight. Therefore, thus. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, my servants shall eat, but you shall be hungry. Behold, my servants shall drink, but you shall be thirsty. Behold, my servants shall rejoice, but you shall be ashamed. Behold, my servants shall sing for joy of heart, but you shall cry for sorrow of heart and wail for grief of spirit. You shall leave your name as a curse to my chosen, for the Lord will slay you and call his servants by another name so that he who blesses himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. And he who swears in the earth shall swear by the God of truth because of the former troubles are forgotten and because they are from my eyes. So in verse 11, who prepare a table for Gad and who furnished a drink offering for Meni, And I am not might not pronounce, be pronouncing it correctly. It's M-E-N-I. But in some of your translations and in the uh, translation's notes in the middle of your New King James Bible, you'll note that both Gad and Mini are pagan deities fortune or good fortune, and the other is destiny fortune, good fortune, and destiny. Remember with the saying? Sarah, Sarah. What will be will be. It's as though there is something, there is a that fate has it set out and it's just going to happen that way, as though there's not a God that we can appeal to. It's destiny. It's fate. And in this passage of scripture, it says. Therefore I will number you with, for the sword and you shall all bow down to the slaughter because when I called you did not answer. Why? Because they were preparing a table for fortune, good fortune, this pagan god. And providing a drink offering, a celebratory offering, an acknowledgement to fortune and deity. See, they weren't putting their trust in the almighty God They were putting their trust in luck. They weren't putting their trust in Almighty God. It's like, there's nothing that can be done. It's fate. It's out of my hands. It's out of God's hands. It's fate. It's destiny. So I better make sure that fate is I better make sure that The God of luck is happy. Whoever the God of luck is, the God of fortune. And here it's Gad or Meany. That's where I'm going to put my trust. That's where I'm going to put my hope. That's what I'm going to rely on. What will be, will be. So let me ask you this. When you go buy that lottery ticket, Are you putting your faith and hope in luck or fate? Who or what are you trusting in? Why do you need to buy the lottery ticket to fix your situation? You might not be surprised to know that a lot of times people in dire straits Are buying that ticket. It's their view of a place of hope. That maybe they'll get lucky. So they lay their daughter—they're not their daughter, sorry—they lay their dollar down at the at the altar of luck because they're hoping. they're hoping I mean take a chance maybe it will change your destiny if you have good luck but that's what i can trust in and and you know you of course you know when you buy that lottery ticket And you do it for fun. You're doing it on the backs of the people that are doing it out of desperation. Your hope is that you will take the money from people that can't afford things. That's what your hope, your goal is. You want to win the lottery. You want to win the lottery because you want the other people's money. And you want to take the money from them. And disproportionately, it's going to be the people that are in desperation. You want their money. Sounds like a godly thing. I don't, unless you're serving the God of luck and fate, but I don't see that as uplifting I mean, even, it can be on anything. So it's, I will say to you that as a a church, you're not going to find us sponsoring a bingo game. Not for money. I'm okay with playing bingo, but not for money. Because everybody puts their money in the pool and the goal begins that I want to win the bingo so that I can take the money from the people that are playing out of desperation. I want to take advantage of their situation. I want their money and if they're and if they they've got an obsessive compulsive disorder that they think just one more game and just one more card, just just one more. If I play just one more, then I can I can I can win. So you're playing for fun, but your goal is to take advantage of them. And get money that you didn't earn, except for playing bingo. Disproportionately learn. So we take a chance. We don't raffle either. We're not going to raffle either. It's the same thing. I'm going to buy a chance. And then, so that I as a church can do ministry, I want to go out in the community, get money from the community to support my ministry. So I want to teach them to take a chance too. See, if we did bingo and we did raffle, then I w- I, we would be... Promoting, supporting, taking money from other people for our gain. And by the way, if you're just doing it for charity, then just give the money and don't take a raffle ticket. Just donate it. Well, it's for charity. Well, then just give it away. shouldn't train people to trust in money, or to trust in luck, or to trust in chance to solve our problems. And I know sometimes people like to do it for fun. I mean, it's just a quarter. I'm putting in a slot machine on the ship. If you like just seeing the wheels go by and do those things, there's probably a game you can find on a phone or something, but it's not money. Because even on the ship, I put the quarter, why are you putting it in there? Because you want to win. And who are you going to get the money from? Somebody that's playing it out of desperation and spending their last dollar, they went into their checkbook, they just think, one more pull, one more pull. And then the slot machines that they have out there now, they're, they're like using the gaming, using gaming, right? You know, you do those on your phones and they get you to say, well, if you just get one more and if you just buy $1.99, you'll have this. And if you just do... But they do the same thing with slot machines, I'm sure. Of course, you know, they, you know if a slot machine is putting out too many winners, they change out the slot machine. You know those are programmable, right? The house has to win. So if the odds are not in the house's favor, that's what it's about. See, what is it that you trust in? So we can move away from gambling but you're relying on luck. Think about it when you, when, you, when, you, when you walk through and you're deciding something or you're doing something or you're relying on luck or that it's destiny. There's Nothing can be changed. But you can see how that enters into our daily conversation. You know, we teach our children that, hey, I'm going to wear my lucky shirt so that... Ohio State wins. Or I'm gonna wear or not launder. You know, you get upset because somebody washed the lucky sweatshirt of your favorite team. Like somehow that you watching TV with your right outfit on to someone that is in a stadium miles away, maybe hundreds of miles, maybe thousands thousand miles away that you can have an impact on that. But if you think you can't have an impact on it, then you're believing that you can affect and lay an offering as it were or worship somehow this God of luck and make it change. But if you don't really believe it can happen, then why are you wearing what you're wearing on purpose? Now, I'm not saying you can't celebrate your team, but if you really believe if you don't wear it, that they're going to lose. But we introduce that into our conversation. We introduce that into our talk that it's possible. And we don't want to do it. And it's like, well, it can't hurt. The hurt is it becomes part of our dialogue. Dialogue. It becomes part of something that we pass on to children and part of our community is, you know. And then we start passing around the phrases like everything happens for a reason. Now, first of all, I don't like that phrase on several levels but if the quarter falls, when I drop it, may I tell you that everything happens for a reason? Because there's a thing called gravity. There is a thing called cause and effect. So if you're saying everything happens for a reason, that's saying, well, it must've supposed to have been that way. So you've elevated it to fate. And then you start to translate that in and mix that into walking into a funeral to someone that just lost someone due to suicide and say, well, everything happens for a reason and God must've wanted it to happen that way. Now, I'll just say it, how stupid is that? You think God wanted somebody to commit suicide, really? Well, everything happens for a reason. Oh, well that's real consoling. So are you saying that God couldn't have intervened? Yes, he could have. People have choices but everything happens for a reason. Do you mean everything happens for a reason because there's choices and people make choices? If you mean that, okay, but if you mean, well, there's nothing you can do about it, everything happens for a reason, I guess it's just destiny. See how we got to be careful? It's hard to do, but every once in a while I'll say, because good luck, if I say good luck, to, I really want, I say, I hope things go well. That's really what I mean. Maybe I should just say that. Or say, God's made good. God's providence. May God have his will in your situation. See, what happened in this passage of Scripture is people put their trust in all the, not in God, in these false gods, Gad and Mene, they worship, they give celebratory offerings, a, a wave offering. What a wave offering, I'm sorry, a drink offering, as it were. And so then God says, behold, verse 13, my servants shall eat. But since you're not going to trust in me, you're trusting luck. Or you're going with fate. But if you're not trusting in me, you're going to fix this on your own by buying a lottery ticket or a raffle ticket or whatever. Behold, my servants shall eat, but you shall be hungry. Behold, my servants shall drink, but you shall be thirsty. Behold, my servants shall rejoice, but you shall be ashamed. How many times the gambling places come in, people buy the tickets, they come around, and what's the communities do? They die around it. And what a shame when churches promote the gambling to their own good self-interest over the interest of the people that are suffering. My servants shall sing for joy of heart, but you shall cry for sorrow of heart and wail for grief of spirit. You shall leave your name as a curse to my chosen, for the Lord will slay you and call his servants by another name. If you want the blessings of God, trust God. If you want God involved, trust God. Can I say to you that when you put your money, if you're going to invest in anything, invest in God. It's not taking a chance then. It's not taking a risk. But think about, maybe you're not a gambler. Maybe you just gamble for fun on the backs of the people that can't help it. But at least think about how that we take a situation where God could be involved and we could look to God for help and we say something about our superstition something about our luck something about appealing this God out there that we can't even put our hands around. Something on outside ourselves, but it's not God. As though we can manipulate it ourselves. So you can call this a sermon on gambling, if that helps. Okay. You can call this sermon on, be careful where you're placing your hope and your trust, in the midst of your thing, thinking that you can solve it and try to manipulate something called fate or change your luck. Because now you've raised those up as something that can impact your life that you're going to try to manipulate. And see, some people might want to take that approach with God and say, well, God, I want a new car so I'm going to Name it, and I'm going to claim it. See, God is not someone you want to try to manipulate. God is a God we serve, not a God we command. And so when we go to prayer, we should go to prayer humbly. We shouldn't yell at God and tell God what to do. But Lord, if it be your will. So maybe for you it's that... Let me be careful on how I'm letting that enter my mind and, and address things that those around me are picking up on. and Let me be careful that I'm putting my faith and my hope in the right things. Let's be standing together. Lord, I pray that as we receive this message, for some that we be reminded that we need to trust in you, give it all to you. We have to be careful on taking control of things and trying to manipulate it around. If we really trust you, maybe we need to leave it with you. We put it on the altar and say, Lord, take care of the situation. Then we pick it up and try to manipulate it ourselves. But Lord, then there's the other extreme where our hope and our faith is in you. And we're hoping that, hey, it's only $5 for a lottery ticket. It's a big pot. And maybe that turns from you win a little and... Now instead of $5 a month, it's $5 a week or a day. Or May we not put our hope and our faith in false gods. May we put our hope and our faith in you. And may our love of money not be a thing. but may our hope be in you. May we trust you. And may our actions and our verbiage to those that are around us and even to our families be that we trust in God. That we would allow superstitions and activities to come in to think that we can manipulate something we call fate or destiny or luck. I'm on a lucky streak. May we not raise up that false god as something to be worshipped or acknowledged. Help us in our daily walks. Help us in what we amplify to others. Help us in how we present that. And, Lord, be with those churches that are pushing something forward. Help us, Lord, to reach a dying community, a dying world that needs you. And may we put forward the hope is in Christ, not in financial gain. The hope is in Christ, not in luck. The hope is in Christ, not in fate. But we have a hope. Bless us, we pray. May we be obedient to you in all things, in Jesus' name, amen.